right, good morning, everyone. If you're, uh, if you're eating, please continue to do so. If you're in line to get food, please stay there. You're good to go. Um, if you've eaten all your food and you want more, there's plenty more. Help yourselves. Hey, isn't this great? What an awesome way to start our year, right? Thank you for being um, a church of people who are willing to do something a little bit different on a Sunday morning. Um, I don't know. This is, this is pretty fun. This might be a tradition in the, in the making. We clap for breakfast. <laughs> hey, I hope you got lots of sleep last night. I did not. Um, our youngest is at an age where we cannot trick her with a YouTube countdown at 10 p.m. anymore. She was up late. There were bad de- parent decisions made, late night sugar consumed. I didn't get to bed till almost 1.30. But I'm here. It's good to be with you guys. Hey, um, welcome online. I hope you're eating something delicious as well. Um, my name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here at Mosaic. And hey, today's a, a special day. Um, as Kim mentioned, we get to celebrate with baptism. We have someone who's getting baptized. And this is something that we always extend as an invitation. Uh, we see this in scripture, um, that, that there's times where, where people in the moment feel God leading them to be baptized. And that's something that happens here. It's something that we're ready for. So if at any point during this gathering, you're feeling like, hey, Holy Spirit's leading me to be baptized, grab me, grab one of our pastors. Uh, we'd love to have that conversation with you. And we have everything you need, towels, clothes, and a big tub full of warm water. We're good to go. Um, hey, it's, it's starting into a new year, first day of 2023, and I know for many of us, um, we're thinking about organizing our lives and getting things structured. Uh, that, that's with our time. It's also with our, our finances. I know my wife and I are this week going to be sitting down, looking at our finances and making a plan for this year. Um, I just want to encourage you as, as we're in that mindset and thinking that way to be thinking about how we're responding in generosity to a God who's been extremely generous towards us. Um, here at Mosaic, there's, there's multiple ways to give. You'll see it here on the screen. Um, there's a QR code you can scan that leads to a website that leads to all kinds of ways of giving, um, but, but just leading us to be intentional in that conversation. Um, something else I want to mention is next Sunday night uh, at, at 5 till 7 p.m., we have our Engaging Scripture workshop right here in this space. And it's, it's, uh, it's going to be fantastic. You're going to be hearing from some of the people of Mosaic talking about a life spent walking through Scripture. Um, you're also going to be equipped with a Scripture engagement practice, a uh, way of, of stepping into Scripture. And it, it's going to be really powerful, really good. RSVP for it because we're also going to be having dinner. It's going to actually look a lot like what this morning looks like. We're going to be sitting around tables, um, but instead of eating breakfast, our friend Bill Kaysen is going to be preparing and smoking some meat for us. So sign up. You're not going to want to miss it. Next Sunday night, um, come learn about engaging scripture while eating smoked meats. Yes, that's, that's going to be great. Hey, I'm... Um, Today looks a little bit different. Uh, we're we're, we're going to have a baptism, um, and then I want to lead us through a practice as we're starting into this new year. Uh, so if you would, I know we're, we're kind of all over the room right now, and we're eating, but, but if you would, just for a moment, I want to pray for us and, and uh, open scripture. Father, thank you for this day. Um, thank you for just the community that I've heard all around me today um, that's extended into homes 
thank you for the laughter, the stories, the, 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 the people of God coming together to share life with one another around a meal. Um, I pray for this, this day as we're starting into a new year that you would help us set our focus and our attention fully on you. You would captivate our hearts. God, that this would be a season, that this would be a year that we are growing closer towards you, that we are more aware of your presence and your love and your mission in our lives. And so, Father, we thank you. We love you. Amen. So it's, it's January 1. It's time for all of the New Year resolutions. Does anyone, anyone have one that, that they've made yet? A few of us. I used to be a huge New Year's resolution person, especially when I was young. January 1, I'm making the list. I'm writing the goals. I'm so excited about it. But, but there's a challenge. There's an inherent challenge with New Year's resolutions. And it's simply this. The resolve that I need for the resolution is the resolve that I'm already missing. That's why I need the resolution. You get how we kind of get stuck in that? There's this kind of mindset that because the calendar changes over and we add a number to the year that suddenly I'm going to wake up in the morning with all the discipline that I didn't have in the year before or maybe decade before. So we, we have these resolutions, but oftentimes we, we fall a little bit short. In fact, I was just reading this week um, about gym cultures around this time of year and what happens at the gym. And there's this massive flood of people who are signing up for the gym today. They're like, yes, this is the time, this is the season. And, and this study that I was reading about said that by month five, about 80% of those people who signed up at New Year's for the gym have either stopped going or they've canceled their membership altogether, right? Because resolve, uh, the, the will to change our lives isn't always the thing that actually reshapes our lives. And the good news for us as people who follow Jesus, our hope isn't tied to our ability to have resolve and discipline. Our hope is tied to our Savior. Our hope is tied to Jesus. And the hope of true transformation in our lives isn't cut short by the lack of self-discipline and will we have. Rather, it's extended by the life and the power of Jesus. So this morning, I want to lead us to discipline. Oftentimes, this time of year, we're thinking about things that we're setting down and things that we're picking up. But I want to do this not out of our own will and our own strength and resolve, but rather in the power of Jesus. I'm going to look at this, this simple scripture. It's just one verse in Mark chapter 1. This is uh, the beginning of Jesus's ministry here on earth, and he's beginning to call people to himself. We just spent a month talking about the arrival of Jesus. With the arrival of Jesus is the arrival of his kingdom. And as he's announcing his kingdom, this is what Jesus says in Mark 1.15. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus says, the kingdom has come near to you, it's come near to me. The time has come to repent and believe in the good news. What's the good news? It's the story of Jesus, the gospel story, that the God of the universe has come to us in our brokenness and, and, and coming to us when we could not come to him. And he has made a way for us to have life. Repent and believe in this Good news. And so this morning, I want us to actually step into this practice of repenting and believing the good news of Jesus. 
This word repenting, um, in, in our connotation, we often think of that word as what? Saying we're sorry, asking for forgiveness. I've done something wrong, so I, I wanna repent to you and say that I'm sorry. And in, and in this, this application, this Greek word, it, that's, that's part of what that word means, but it means more. This, this Greek word metanoia, it actually means turning from, turning from a direction, turning from a belief, and going in a different direction. It's a course correction. So the invitation that Jesus has for us is to repent, to turn from a faulty belief and, and turn towards a redeemed belief in him. Because the product and the outcome and the fruit of our life is not about just our resolve. It's about our beliefs. Each one of us, we are currently living out the beliefs that we hold for the good and for the bad. The invitation that Jesus has for us is to repent from the places in our lives where we have faulty belief and turn towards him. And we see that over and over again in, in interactions Jesus has with people in the New Testament. They're forgiven and what does he say? Go and sin no more. Go and do likewise. This invitation to course correct from a life of faulty belief to a life of redeemed belief in him. An example of this in, in my own life has been the belief system of, of shame. I had a mentor once told me that, that guilt is being sorry for something that you've done, feeling bad for something that you've done, but shame is actually feeling bad or feeling uh, for something that you are. It's a belief system, an identity. And this belief system of shame says that the redemptive power of Jesus falls short, that it can't actually meet me all the way in my brokenness that it can't redeem, that it can't make me a new creation. And the redeemed belief, the repenting and changing from that belief to a redeemed belief says that we are a new creation because of the power of Jesus. That we repent and we believe. We step away from faulty belief systems in our lives that are producing fruit that we don't want. And we set our eyes on Jesus, on his truth. So this morning, we're going to do this. Um, hopefully on your table, there is some note cards in the middle with some pens. I want everyone to, to grab one. Um, if we run out, maybe you can use your notes app on your phone. If you're watching from home, grab something to write on, something to write with. Um, and as you're, as you're prepping for that, um, and, and maybe starting to even think about in your life, where are places that I have belief systems that are faulty, that I need to set down, that I need to move from, and that I need to turn towards a redeemed belief. I want to give us a few tracks to run on. We're going to practice this this morning, but, but I want to give us a, a few things to think about. The first is simply this, as we're thinking about repenting and believing in our lives, to actually start kind of simple. To actually start simple. If you're, if you're like me and you're, you're looking at a notepad, in front of you with a pen, thinking about all the things in my life I would like to change and wanting to write them all down. My encouragement for you is to, to start simple. Think about the ordinary, average, everyday places where Jesus wants to meet us. The second one is to resist cynicism and embrace the Lord of hope. This time of year can also produce a cynicism. It's a time of year where we've made a lot of commitments, we've made a lot of promises, we've set down things, we've picked up things, and in weeks to come, months to come, the next season, we find ourselves right back where we are. This can produce cynicism. 
to pivot our minds from being cynical to the Lord of hope, realizing that we are asking God to transform us, not based on our power, our will, and our resolve, but based on the good news of the gospel of Jesus. To focus on the Lord of hope, and then the third, to start with a prayer of invitation. Maybe you're looking at that note card thinking, I have no idea what I need to set down. I have no idea what I need to pick up. I have no idea what faulty beliefs are existing in my heart. The good news is this. God's spirit dwells in us, knows us better than we know ourselves. When we think about repentance, the place that we begin is actually with the Holy Spirit, allowing him to examine us, to know us, and to open our ears to hear what he would say. So I have two questions for us that will be on the screen here in just a moment. And our, our, our team, uh, Maya and Phil, are going to come forward and they're going to lead us in worship and, and lead us to pray and lead us into communion. Um, but before we put those up, I want to read these, these words over us, this prayer of invitation, of examine before God. This is in Psalm 139. And if you would, just for a moment, I'm going to read it a few times. I just want to ask you to still yourself and close your eyes. I think about these words and this prayer that David prays to the Father, that you would make this prayer your prayer. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Let me read this for us again. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. These two questions are, are going to be on the screen behind me. For the next few moments, I'm going to put what we're, what we're hearing, what we're learning from these words of Jesus, of being called to repent and believe in him. I want to put these words into practice. And my invitation for us with these note cards is to take this with us, to let this confession be how we start our year, and to let this practice be a practice that we step into often, that we remember the Lord of hope has come to us. He's brought his kingdom to us. This good news is good news to us, that we repent and believe in this good news. Jesus, I pray that you stir in our hearts. God, as we think about this new year that we're stepping into, that we would step into it, not in our strength, not in our resolve, but in you. Repenting of the places that we've looked for meaning, that we've looked for satisfaction, that we've looked for purpose in other places than you. We repent of all of the faulty belief systems that so easily entangle our hearts and we pivot and put our beliefs solely in you. And Jesus, we thank you. We love you. Mm -hmm.